0: This is the morning sports desk for Tuesday, January seventeenth. How was your day off, Corey? It was awesome. It was awesome. Are you ready? Uh, you know, as ready as I'll ever be. Um, is it? Uh, I, I guess is it? Uh, is it time?
1: Vibe check. Vibe check. Vibes. You know about vibes. Vibe check. Vibe 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 check. Put out the vibe. All right, let's do it. Corey, Corey,
0: what vibes are you you putting out this morning? Let's put out the Well, just personally? I I guess, yeah, personally. uh, uh, Calm, cool, collected,
1: and uh, I have one irrational thought about the Vikings. All right. Which is the opposite of calm, cool, collected. I understand that. But just personally, I'm those three things. About the Vikings, I am not those three things.
0: You turn into like the Hulk when you watch the Vikings, just in terms of sheer anger.
1: I'm ninety five percent those things about the Vikings. I am five percent other things about the Vikings. Sure. Vikings lose thirty one to twenty four to the Giants on Sunday. Their season officially comes to a close. And um, let's. I don't. I don't want to vibe check the game. Okay. Because we know it's bad. Because it, the Vikings game was bad. It was also, like we've talked about, a hundred
0: times
1: totally within the realm of possibility. Yeah, this
0: right? loss doesn't surprise. If it surprised you, you weren't paying attention all season.
1: I honestly, if I look back on this entire year and I, I felt this as it was happening, I felt this as Danny Dimes was taking this third and final knee to run out the clock. I All I could think was, man, that was a fun year. That's all I could think. There were some major frustrations with how this team performed at times throughout the season. But it was a really, really fun roller coaster to be on as a football fan. I have seen many, many times in my life the Vikings be exceptionally talented or at least quite talented and underperform. Mm Mm-hmm. And I felt this year, all year, that the Vikings weren't quite as talented as they've been in the past, mm-hmm. and they just kept winning games. It was so fun to be a part of as a fan. So my my vibe check on the Vikings when it's all said and done, yeah, I'm, I'm in. I have, I have nothing but good vibes for you, the Vikings now that it's over.
0: You have nothing but good vibes. Correct. It's the vibe I love. It is the vibe I love. It's the vibe you love. So my, yes, obviously Dan mentioned this last hour and I agree with him. It's been the most entertaining Viking season I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. In terms of pure entertainment value, doesn't mean the best Vikings team I've ever seen, but in just in terms of how entertaining they were week in and week out, there were no boring games on the schedule outside of that last one in Chicago. Uh, but there were no boring games on this Viking schedule, and I agree with you that like this was a fun ride. So like, don't I, I? I'm on the same page as you, but I'm gonna just stray off the path a little bit for the sake of having a different voice. Is no, 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 no. no. Don't. It, do you really believe this? Yes, I do. Okay. but like, I'm. I agree. I want to know. That, like, I'm not disagreeing with you, but this is like a little striation off that. Is this is a 13 win season? Yep. And you don't get 13-win seasons very often. Yep, The Vikings' last 13-win season was in 2017. And the closest they got to a 13-win season before that was winning 12 games in 2009. And then before that, they hadn't won 13 games since 1998. So that's like, what, four times that you've won 12 or more games since I've been alive. So like that, it doesn't. You don't get those seasons to come by very often. It's frustrating on a gut level to see the season end out on a whimper because I mean the 2019 Vikings only won 10 games and they were able to win a playoff game. I get it's all different. It is what it is. The season's over. We knew that halfway through watching that game against the Giants, I just knew like even if the Vikings pull out this win, they're due for a a major major clock cleaning in San Francisco, just based on the way the defense was. So, like, I think my whole point is it's been a fun season. It was really fun to watch. I'm going to remember it very fondly. But in the post-game, like, post-season vibe check, um, I don't know. I I guess uh, the vibes aren't wrong, I would say, but I just – I don't know, Corey. I I really, really want to vibe with this season more, but it just kind of – it leaves a little bit to be desired just based on the fact that you couldn't even win – One playoff game.
1: I want to vibe.
0: You want to vibe. I want to vibe. But you can't vibe. I can't quite. And now, like, give me, like, a couple months and I'll be sanguine about it. But it's just, like, in the, you know, it's just you don't get 13 win seasons very often. You don't get a situation where the division just opens up for you to take. The Lions are going to be tough. The Bears will be better than they were last year. And if I'm going to say Aaron Rodgers sticks with the Packers next year until proven otherwise so they're always going to be tough to beat. So like the things don't get easier for the Vikings who that have some tough decisions to make. So my point is I'm going to enjoy the season because you don't get 13 win seasons very often, but now comes the reality of there's going to be some regression next season just naturally.
1: Okay, so I'm going to I'm going to call out a couple of things that you said um just in uh, in a vacuum. Sure. We started this whole thing off by saying um it wasn't a surprise that they lost, right? Yeah. And then you ended the whole thing by saying they blew 13 wins. Yeah. <laughs> so, I-, I, like, in a vacuum, I agree totally that the 13 wins. Like, 13 wins in a silo is like, man, how do you not do anything with this? Um, I agree with that, but also we knew going into the game that it was like, I don't, I have said this all year also. I don't think the Vikings were fraudulent. Yeah. I do think they were very flawed, as is evidenced by
0: like another 400 yard uh, effort given up defensively. So, like the headstone for the Vikings' season on their grave, it just reads the 2022 Minnesota Vikings, a fun, comma, but flawed team. I think it's the best way to fun
1: work but flawed. It, it was uh, it was really exciting to watch their games every single week. They kept racking up
0: wins. Mm-hmm. We
1: kept asking ourselves, "Geez, Louise, how do they keep doing this?
0: This is ridiculous." It's the uh, it's the clip from Breaking Bad. He's like, he can't keep getting away with this.
1: And really, probably the biggest thing they 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 got wrong in this game against the Giants is probably most of us were sitting on our couches or in our chairs watching that game going, oh, my gosh, are they going to do it again? Oh, my gosh, are they going to – like, they're going to come.
0: There was a gut-level feeling and on that last it, drive.
1: And then for the first time, literally, the first time all season, it didn't happen. And you're like, oh,
0: bummer. <laughs> that that 11-0 oh. and 0 record in one-score games was about to come to an end at some point.
1: So I, I get – I get that part of it but um you know they were I think they were not being the 2 seed ended up being correct when you look at it it's all said and done like them being the 3 seed is right they were competing for the 1 seed at times up like, until man, like
0: 3 weeks ago
1: like I don't I don't know man that doesn't the team doesn't despite the wins doesn't feel like a 1 seed And then with how good San Francisco played down the stretch, how well
0: San Francisco played down the stretch, like the three seed in hindsight was – it was right. Usually in the NFL season, especially in modern NFL, the first 2 months of the season, you have no idea who's good or not. Right. But then by November, you start like the good teams start to separate themselves, like the San Franciscos, Philadelphia started hot out of the gate, but the San Franciscos, the Dallases, the Giants, all these teams that kind of figure themselves out midway through the year and yeah. find themselves. And the thing with the Vikings is is they kept winning. But, like, there was never a part of the team that you felt like really took off. They just kind of stayed. They kind of plateaued, maybe is the right word. They started out strong, and there was never a part of the team that you felt. The offensive chemistry you never felt like was ascending. The defense was never ascending. Um, And and part of the offensive issue was the offensive line got dinked up. But I. And that's not. I'm not trying to call out anyone by saying that, but you never saw that like peaking at the right time happening with the Vikings.
1: I would argue
0: offensively
1: speaking, it is I don't know probably seventy percent of offensive line health problems, yeah. slash ability I like I really uh, turns out that's important your your tackles were were good to great all year. Then you lose one of them. That's a problem. You were weak up the middle all year. Then you lose one of them, and then you lose his backup. That's a huge problem. Turns out, if the quarterback can't step into his throws ever, it's going to be hard to make throws. Yeah. And Kirk did all season long make throws and get drilled at the exact same time. Um well what did you the, see the, the stat the in that? Whole lines the pro- like offensively speaking I think I think O'Connell needs to
0: he'll get better it wasn't perfect He's the first yeah and I mean you could clearly see in that game there were a couple decisions that like just the way that that game flow went and a couple things that happened it's just he was a first year head coach there's some growing pains that are going to yeah, come in with that and, it's and unfortunate it had to happen in the playoffs And
1: I don't mean individual decisions I just mean there's there's stretches, you know what I mean, like yeah. like it'll get better in stretches because that's what needs to happen. And it wasn't that it just happened in the playoffs; it's happened all season long. Mm-hmm. So this is not. I I think I I hope we're not just like judging the results of that like I like him and, and he was a good hire and he was a he was a really good hire and I think it's gonna get better. Um, There's already if a your couple- offensive line cannot be healthy. Turns out the running back that you have who's who's supposed to be all world can't run when your quarterback, who's supposed to be super accurate and push the ball down the field a little bit in a new offense, can't throw. You have to be able to do some things up front that the Vikings weren't able to do. And then, of course, defensively, they were a sieve.
0: Yeah, they were just, I mean... Yeah, it was not good. By the way, uh, the Vikings—I'm sure you've seen the stat by now, Corey—are the only team in the Super Bowl era to complete at least eighty percent of their passes with no turnovers, no sacks allowed, and still lose. NFL teams were combined forty-seven and zero previously. Sure. I mean, sacks don't tell the whole story. Kirk Cousins was pressured a bunch, yeah. so like that—that that also counts. But yeah, I mean, that doesn't. How about the Vikings? Anyway, uh, last thought on this, Corey, is this team is going to look a little bit different next year. The Vikings are going to have some cap decisions they're going to have to make. Does Adam Thielen, is he a cap casualty? Is Dalvin Cook going to be back? Eric Kendricks, Daniil Hunter, Zadarius Smith, Patrick Peterson, uh, Harrison Smith. There's a whole list of guys who we've associated as career Vikings that might not be Vikings next year. So we're going to have to – we'll kind of know in the next couple months as things to get closer, but, uh, I mean, we can maybe even break that down later on. But, I mean, there, there's this team is going to look different next year, especially if they want to compete because they just can't – especially on defense, they can't run it back as is.
1: So there are uh, – I'll, I'll mention a few of them, and we can go into this further as the offseason kind of moves along. But there were – there were moments throughout the season where I wondered to myself: Is it the guy? Is it the scheme? Or is it both? Yeah. Okay. And those guys are um, the defensive ends who all last off season were t- hashtagging meet at the QB, and that really just didn't happen that much. It's more like have a casual appearance at the quarterback, really. Uh, and that's Darius and Daniel. Um, it was Eric Kendricks. And it was Harrison Smith all year long. The question for me was, and th- it's a question for me because I'm an idiot. I just, I, I, I sincerely don't know the answer. Are they a step too slow now, or was it the scheme? I don't know enough. I just don't know enough. I'm, I'm Same sincerely, here. genuinely asking that question. Is it those guys anymore that that can't do it, or did the scheme not allow them to do it because? They were I, and I tend towards. I think they're maybe a step behind what they used to be because all of these guys outside of Zadarius were on the roster a year ago, in a totally different scheme, and they stunk last year too. Yeah, <laughs> they stunk last. So it's it's two seasons, two different schemes. There's a common denominator here, and it's the players playing in it. So I'll be interested to see how that works itself out. Obviously, there's some. Some you know Lewis seen is the guy they draft to play safety. First round pick is he strong? Like, do you bring Harrison back to help usher in the new era? Do you get him Harrison out of here to let the new era just just take over? Adam Thielen's really interesting to me. Out of all of those names you mentioned, um, you have an offensive minded head coach. It makes sense you'd want a good
0: receiver. Um, to pair and, in terms of branding as well, Thielen just being and, the Minnesota kid. But is he going to be way too much money? Like he's going to he. And is he going to be slow? He
1: commands a certain amount of money just because of his track record, how long and how long he's been in the league. Like mm-hmm. just you take Adam Thielen away from it and just look at a wide receiver for one team this many years into his career. He's just going to command a certain amount of money. Any player in that spot would. Um Can I throw one – I have like 15 seconds here. Can I throw one totally irrational thing at you? Yeah, go for it. Uh, Lots of things need to happen. If the Chargers don't fire their head coach and in turn don't hire Sean Payton Mm -hmm. and in turn don't immediately
0: extend Justin Herbert, why can't the Vikings trade for him? I I don't see a reason... I mean, look, if you're the Vikings, you should do everything in your power to trade for Justin Herbert. A young quarterback who's a gunslinger can throw the ball all over the field. Even when the defense was the problem. Yes, yes. Nothing should stop you from getting a franchise quarterback. And that's nothing against Kirk Cousins, but he's he's now... He's above 30. He's pushing that later part of his career, Justin Herbert, much younger. If you have a chance to get somebody who's like eight years younger, can play the position more, lock up the QB spot, uh, I say you go do it. I say nothing should stop you from doing that. Also, one last thing on the agenda is we have on the broadcast schedule tonight. It is the Wadena Deer Creek Wolverines traveling to take on the Sabika Trojans 7:15 pregame 7:30 tip-off from the Sabika High School Gymnasium. That game is right here on KWAD, so be listening for that tonight. It should be a good matchup between the Lady Wolverines and the Lady Trojans. A Park Region conference clash. You're not going to want to miss it. That's tonight on KWAD. This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Tuesday, the 17th of January.